This might be the best quarterback draft class in years, and we have huge franchises like Chicago, New England, and Washington with a ton on the line. My name is Craig Horlbeck, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Danny Heifetz. We cover trades, free agency, the draft, obviously, everything. We'll tell you all about which quarterbacks are going to be good, which quarterbacks are going to be bad, like Kenny Pickett, and if there's a diamond in the rough, like Brock Purdy. Follow us at the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? It was reported that WWE officials were very impressed by both Tiffany Stratton and Trick Williams in their uh, main roster appearances. Hmm. Does that come with a big no shit next to it? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out yeah. who the who, who the who the uh, like the like the front office folks who aren't keeping up with them on uh, on on NXT. Like, like can you can you imagine if somebody like one of those officials like comes up to someone comes up to Triple H like yo you have you guys seen this Tiffany Stratton and Trick Williams people like yo they're pretty good right they're. Uh, like, yeah, Tiffany it Stratton, it was different stories. Once that Tiffany Stratton looked so at home on the main roster, she's certainly a main roster bound sooner rather than later. The Trick Williams thing was they're blown away by the reaction, which I guess, you know, is, is reasonable, right? We know what the reaction he gets in at NXT, but we didn't know if that would translate necessarily. We also know that that uh, um, Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker were in the Rumble. Braun's already getting penciled in to primetime spots on the roster. Also, just... You know, to, to flesh this thing out, Roxanne Perez was also in the Women's Royal Rumble. Hmm. Big future for her. So that's, that's uh, what, five people. Carmelo, Braun, we'll put Trick in there. Mm-hmm. Roxanne and Tiffany Stratton rank those five wrestlers in terms, of, in terms of their potential. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. This is a good question. Um I'm going to go number one as far as potential. That was just strictly potential. Like gonna, WWE potential, not like what well, like yeah. it could be good, but what do you think they're actually going to do? Number one, I'm going Tiffany Stratton. I think Tiffany Stratton's my number one. Uh, number I two. I was going to have to argue for Tiffany Stratton. Okay. Nah, no, no. Nah. Who, who, who looks at that and thinks that that's a, not a can't miss prospect right there? I mean, mm-hmm. you'd be blind not to see that. Um I would say, because we're splitting hairs at this point, I would say Trick Williams would be my number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put Carmelo and Braun right next to each other only because I feel like Braun Breaker is such a ready-made sort of brute that I feel like he could sort of just be on the main roster tomorrow, whereas Carmelo Hayes... Uh, I think I think they're still trying to figure out if they want him to be a heel or a face or a cocky face or anything. So I think that's going to be really crucial to his success on the main roster. So and, and we're still trying to figure out his relationship with Trick Williams. So I'll say a slight three goes to Braun and Carmelo was like three B and a half. And Roxanne Perez lasts only because now only because she's the youngest of the five. And mm-hmm. I think she has the most. Even as much as she's already accomplished, I think she has the most to, to gain uh, just being as young as she is. But Carl, no. I will say this about Roxanne. Roxanne Roxanne was the most I mean, she was booked this way. Right. She was the youngest, the most, but also she also had the, the most experience, Loki, right? True. No, yeah, but but with the exception of Braun, maybe the most immediately over of anybody in the bunch, right? They put her True. on TV and everybody was just like, You're you can you please be our champion? Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's got that thing. 
Um, she's also got apparently an endless, an endless Google cloud full of wrestler photos that she took when she was like eight years old. So like <laughs> every single person who's on the roster, she took a picture with at some point. Which is always good when it's time for your your recap videos when you're when you're building yourself up. That's very crucial. It is. It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. I actually don't have an answer myself. I know this is really poor form. How are you going to ask me to rank the five and you don't have a five? You don't have a one? Do you have a one at least? Well. Oh, don't, don't you. Oh, shoes. Don't you dare put it on me and not answer the question yourself. <laughs> it's tough. Um, I think that. If you ask me this question, I would say. I think that Tiffany Stratton. Braun Breaker. Tiffany Stratton and Braun Breaker are sure things. Like, there is no doubt in my mind that they will be, that both of them will be. It's almost like they're plugging on the A minus level. Like, they will be, they, like, there's no doubt in my mind that they will be Kevin Owens level. You know what? You right? know what Tiffany Stratton and Braun Breaker are? They are, they are the, the Alabama offensive tackles. Of the NFL draft, yeah, right? You can exactly. just plug and play them right in there, and they'll be ready to go day one of the end of the NFL. Whereas the others probably circumstances vary, right? Trick is a wild card to me. Trick has just unlimited charisma. Uh, he's really good in the ring. He just connects with the crowd in such a crazy way. Um, but I, so I, I have, a, I just have a hard time ranking him. I will say though that Carmelo and Roxanne. I think are still the two with the highest upside. Mm. I don't think they're sure things like the first two I said, but Carmelo and Roxanne, I could see being like the face of the company. Yeah. I mean, but, we've said it many times. If, if uh, Dave Chappelle, Sean Michaels had that Dave Chappelle true self camera when he would put <laughs> it on the mirror, like Carmelo Hayes would pop up. Right. And I think a big part of Carmelo yeah. Hayes and Sean Michaels sort of uh, charm was that they were sort of, underdogs or you know had people yeah. against them and, so i think, that's I think that helps that is, that is yeah. important for sure uh if you're listening to this rank it and tweet us and and maybe we'll come back to this conversation all right let's start the show what's going on jabronis it's pitch mr perfect skylar Aston. hey this is bruce pritchard this is roast battle season one champion mike lawrence husky steve kazee this is trey kirby this is your girl wb superstar the legit boss sasha banks Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to them. And you're listening you're to listening to You are listening to them. And you're listening, you're listening to them. You are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to The Masked Man Show with Kaz. Happy Thursday, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, brother. How about yourself, man? Doing good. Doing good. Um, we got not quite as action-packed a week as we've had in the past couple, um, but there's a lot of stuff going on. Right now, we are on, officially, as the home of Pro Wrestling Free Agency Watch. We are on Okada Watch right now. Oh, baby. We sure are. This week started off with a bunch of news that he's expected to go to AEW because of his relationship with the Young Buck. Yesterday... The the WWE rumors intensified. Um, Pro Wrestling Tees is pulling his merch, which is just because he's, his New Japan deal is done and they control his PWT store. Um, but anyway, that's that's the timeline that we're on. According to Meltzer, he's going to make up his mind at any moment. Um, Meltzer sort of lays it out like, you know, these are two different qualities of life. He thinks AEW is offering more money, although with all that Netflix money in their back pocket, I don't know why WWE is not just like, sure, whatever. <laughs> um uh but you know AEW is going to offer more money WWE sort of offers the potential for more fame and and so more money you know down the road there's pretty significantly different work uh, work life balance setups in the two um you know AEW's got a more lax schedule but that could pick up at any time for one thing. And for WWE is kind of going trending in the more lax direction. Um, and certainly though, the, you know, the, the, the in-ring style in WWE, like you're not, you're not like getting 
putting a lot of miles on your on yourself working the weekend house shows you know i mean it's 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 pretty basic stuff um so you know i mean whereas in aew every time you get in the ring brian danielson's gonna like you know <laughs> try to murder you for real <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, so you know there's a lot it's a it's a it's a weird balance i mean i i think that certainly if if you're never going to fault anybody for going and taking a bunch of money and going to work with your friends and and potentially being the biggest star of a company like AEW. Um, I know we've talked about this before. We both think WWE. I mean, listen. It, for all that we've talked about it before, the position that Rollins is in right now, getting hurt, almost being out of WrestleMania, now losing his WrestleMania opponent. You could just the story would just write itself for him to be like, well, who I got? And then Okada's music hits, right? And he walks in and just like, okay, we got an international showdown. This is huge. Um, WWE's obviously expanding into this global marketplace with the Netflix deal coming up, blah, blah. There's a million reasons why it would work there. Um, although I, it occurred to me, it might be weird for Okada to be actually going like head to head with New Japan in the in that sort of marketplace. But who knows? I don't know, man. What do you think? Make a prediction based on based on the the, the nothing that we know. Um, I don't know. I think if I had to bet my own money, I'd say Okada goes to AEW. Goes to AEW. Uh, but I think recent, you know, recent news has made it like a lot more fun to sort of predict him going to WWE. And in a wild, you you touched on it, and I thought you were going to go that way. So I'll just keep going the way that you had it. You know, the Seth Rollins Cody promo from Monday made it very clearly. He made it very clear that they have been protecting this title for a specific reason. It's because they've wanted this title to be the workman's title, the dusty title, mm-hmm. the the title that's representative of professional wrestling. And in all other words, Seth Rollins pretty much said that. Like he's like, Do you want to be the Hollywood champion or do you want to be like the champion that your father would be proud of? Yep. And man, there is when Cody said, I'll think about it. There's a very compelling case of him just being like, listen, Seth, you make the most compelling argument I've heard all year. I've been focused laserly. I've been laser focused on finishing the story and, and running it back with Roman Reigns all year long. And not for nothing, I've beat you already. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, so whereas if if fate would have it this way. After I get my lick back against Roman Reigns, me and you can go one-on-one one more time when you're healthy, and we can decide, not at WrestleMania, who is the real world's champion. But until then, someone made a call for me several years ago to get me at WrestleMania, so I'm going to pay it forward and make a call for someone, and you'll see who that is at WrestleMania. Or you'll see who one of those people is at Elimination Chamber. And then Ooh. that's how you get Okada, you know what I mean, back in here. And he's immediately a big deal, immediately in the world title picture. Um, so that's interesting, right? And that's a way that I think he would go to WWE. As far as the AEW route, I think everything has sort of been laid out much more comfortably for him. I think that he'd probably get more money. He'd probably be put in a better situation as far as people he's been comfortable with for most of his career. Um, I think they need, they're going to need a, a, a big injection of talent pretty soon. You sure. know, I think with Osprey coming with, uh, you know, all these other guys, hopefully Cole getting healthy, MJF being back soon. It doesn't Cole hurt. Getting to have, healthy, Come on. Uh, we we got to get him back healthy. But can I can I rant by the way about the undisputed kingdom? Please. First let's of all, the, talk undi- about I'm, it. I'm, the undisputed kingdom. I've now said that on the show a, a maximum of like three times. I <laughs> cannot deal with this name. <laughs> Thanks. Go ahead and say how you feel, Dave. I will not stop you. Go. First of all, you got to be able to own your acronym, right? They're the <laughs> the UK. That's taken not only by the United Kingdom, but the University of Kentucky. And neither of those things have anything to do with this group, right? This is true. Um, yes, yes. Uh, Adam Cole. And by the way, uh, thoughts and prayers to our dude, Mr. Wardlow, who looked <laughs> like his Wardlow. knee exploded. Mr. On, uh, Wardlow. On, 
on television last night. Oh my goodness. Um, he says he's fine. They, they're hoping it's just a meniscus thing and he'll be back and, you know, minimal, minimal, uh, whatever, uh, uh, rest time required. We'll see. He also got like a knee to the face, uh, inadvertently <sighs> off of like a shooting star press during that match. It was a, it was a rough night out for Mr. Wardlow. <laughs> uh, this is all I'm going to say. They'd be better off leaving Adam Cole at home. Yeah. Let Adam Cole, let Adam Cole do video packages where he explains what his crew is doing. We don't need another leader in a wheelchair just because they had Roddy in a wheelchair for so long. Adam Cole should not be a a comedy act, and the United and the United Kingdom, the undisputed kingdom, <laughs> should not be a comedy act. It should be the 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 lifeboat from the comedy act that the kingdom and, and Roddy were doing before. Um, these guys should be badasses and oh, just, have, so just have to bad. wheel somebody out. I mean, what are they? You just have every, you just get a, they, they should just get a bunch of like uh, rascal scooters and everybody rides out to the ring in those things. You know? oh, I mean, it's I, just like, I, what, like what's the, it's so silly. You spent months building these hooded people up as a destructive force in your company. And the moment you you reveal who they are, not only do they immediately become not as interesting, but you take away their badassness immediately. Like, I, even if it's all about Adam Cole's incredible ego and it's out of control and all this mm-hmm. other stuff, right? Even if the story is about that and eventually he's going to get his comeuppance, right? Why not keep him as this sinister mastermind dude? who helped orchestrate the end of MJF's run, who put all of his enemies together into this group and still wields all this power. And even in like, and I'm not poking holes here, uh, but I am, even in the way that helps tell the story or or make the story go forward, he kind of, like, why the hell should we listen to Adam Cole for? <laughs> like, when you think about it, right? Like, if, if you're playing kayfabe, like, Wardlow, you're the biggest, strongest, badasses dude here. Roddy, he spent months just fucking you over, right? Yep. And this dude's in a wheelchair. We can totally just beat him up. Like, what power does he have over us that, you know, we got to make our way? It, it's, it's, it's a reveal that's gone from interesting to uninteresting in record time and the match last night didn't really help either um it's t- it is tough that is you know uh, there was a lot to like about AEW dynamite last night but that yeah, that stuff. moment that moment was just like oh man we'll come we'll, cir- we'll circle back to to dynamite but you were talking about okada yes 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 where do you think he's gonna go I think he goes to AEW. I think, I think, you know, um, I'll be honest, man, like proximity wise, like when you start, I I feel like I'm starting to get like a sixth sense about where news comes from and who leaks it. And it almost kind of feels like to a certain point, if it comes from specifics, it kind of reads like they're trying to Okada's team, mind you. I, it, it, it sounds like they're trying to drive up the value, which is what totally any good free agent should do. I completely agree. <laughs> we heard he was. We heard it was a basically a done deal day. AEW. Then the next day, oh, WWE's in the back end. Yeah, back like it, it, it smells like a. It smells like a, a an attempt to drive up value from Camp Okada, and probably from AEW also. To you know, there's a big part. Of these free agency signings to make it feel like nobody, oh, no, we nobody got a outside guy that of WWE didn't get nobody outside of CM Punk has ever been in a better negotiating position. No, because because you know I can't imagine Tony Khan paying more for anybody who would. Put, I mean, Kenny Omega, if you were you know coming over just now, you know that kind of thing. But like, this has got to be the, the hugest amount of money you could possibly shell out, and WWE is in the position of having to match it or not. But yeah. like he, they're gonna they're gonna work both sides, right? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I personally, I'll be honest though, as a fan, like I, I think there's more interest in him going to WWE because I just feel like there's gonna be a reshuffling of talent. There's gonna be a reshuffling of importance from Monday Night Raw to Friday Night SmackDown. Um, it's a three hour show. You're you're, you're gonna need some heavy hitters. You just lost CM Punk for some months. 
also like and even yeah. if you do get CM Punk back they they need him who's to say and, and f- I mean there's a huge spot for him when you when you when you're negotiating you're like well, what's how am I going to be positioned mm-hmm. I mean it's a big jump I mean and, and who knows this is all hypothetical but there's a big jump between oh we like you we th- you know we think you know maybe you and Randy go on like the, in like the you know semi main this year and then by next year we we'll have you worked up between that and saying shoot man let's just put your one on with Seth Rollins and you know you can you can be co-main event night 1 of WrestleMania I mean that's a that's a, a, a you know a subtle but giant jump um, and also, you know, not for nothing, Dynamite was good. AEW is probably in the worst place for negotiations that they've been in a long time in terms of selling themselves, right? They're out there performing in front of like 2000 people and I'm not trying to make a big deal of it, but like, you know, there've been a lot of times in their history where you could be like, come be the one who makes the difference, you know, put us like, get us neck and neck with WWE. They're not yeah, in that that's the one thing anymore. Yeah, that's the one thing that they probably uh, have going against them as far as negotiations. Like, of course, you're going to make me a big star. Who's your big star here? Who's the guy that's putting that's getting people to come out and 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 do that? And even if you do get them, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure Okada has all the confidence in the world, but I mean, like, does anybody want the pressure of having to come on? and help turn this thing around attendance wise. Like I'm sure fans don't care about that, but I'm positive people in the AW brass definitely care about folks paying tickets to come see their show. That is how they make money. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas you can just go to WWE that just signed this massive national deal. albeit there's still, you know, there's no perfect situation. Um, you know, as far as WWE is concerned, they got their own things going on, but you have the ability to be on a bigger platform than you've ever been in your life. You can be, you can probably make more short, short-term money for AEW. I, I sound like I'm negotiating for WWE right now. Yep. I like you could, you could make more short-term money right now for AEW, but like, if you look at the damn trajectory of what you can make for WWE and this Netflix deal and what it means internationally, it might be peanuts compared to that. And on top of that, who knows if he still wants to take crazy New Japan style bumps anyway? <laughs> like yep. maybe he's at the Absolutely. maybe he's at the Absolutely. point. Maybe he's at the point of was Shinsuke. Now he looks at Shinsuke. Shinsuke's like, dude, I surf every week. I do maybe a couple of Kinshashas here or there. I spit some mist and I go home and I cash my fat fucking check <laughs> every yep. week. You know? So who knows where what, what what is important to Okada right now. But as a fan, as fan interest is concerned, I mean, sure. Would I be interested in seeing Okada Ospreys at the all-ins and all this type of stuff? Absolutely. If there are some matches that I'd like to see him do in AEW, absolutely. But the unfortunate truth about that is a lot of those dream matches that I want to see in AEW, I saw in New Japan when they were both super healthy and they've done it already. So. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying this just as a as an outsider looking in with no rooting interest either way. I'd rather see Okada in WWE, but I believe he's going to end up in AEW. I know I've been trying to make the AEW case to myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that there's a that he's in a really difficult position. He would be in a really difficult position there because to the diehards of pro wrestling, not just the AEW diehards, but the people who listen to this podcast, he is like a punk level star, right? This would be a, I mean, maybe nobody's a punk level star, but he is the biggest free agent you could possibly imagine. Um, and yet would he draw the way that punk did? Absolutely not. You know, nobody would draw the way punk does. The advantage that WWE has is that they can say this guy's as big as CM Punk in not in in so many words right they can make him out to be put him in the ring with those super duper stars and show us how big of a deal he is that's the aw in aw yeah i mean in aew like not for nothing but like what new eyeballs are you going to attract with him i just don't, i don't know i don't know maybe a lot maybe a lot maybe they'll get maybe they'll they can climb back up to where they you know i don't know bro the dude numbers was, they used to show dude was crying Right. Like he was crying on his, you know, farewell 
from yeah. uh, AEW, uh, from uh, New Japan in his last final matches. And with Forbidden Door, do what you do every year. It doesn't seem like you'd be crying if you know, like, once a year you could jump back and do some more stuff with the company you're leaving. So, oh, okay. So you've you got a theory going on here. <laughs> Man, I don't know. It just... It strikes me as if if there is interest in WWE, I think WWE can have him, right? Like, I think well, that's a world that, according where it's to Meltzer, like, that's WWE's point of view. It's basically just like we're not going to offer you as much money, but if you want to come to WWE, you're going to come to WWE. If we're in the running, then that's, what? Then what that's we- where I see it. That's where I see it. Yeah. I don't think they're going to like over overbid for him. I don't think they need Okada. I don't think they need anybody right now, but. Sure. I think, you know, if he wants to come in WWE, they'll make him a massive star. And I don't yeah. think they'll lose anything from not having him either. But I think that's part of the negotiation. <laughs> it's like, yeah, w- do you want to go to WWE? The, the real question is, does where is the interest level in WWE in him and the investment in him to want to well, be in that position? So it's a good point. The interest level should be super duper high, though. I mean, he's just yeah. such, he's 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 perfect. Well, it's not so it's not it's not just the interest level too. It's also you know the the investment in him. Like, are you going to properly invest in in a guy that has been this fi- famous and popular outside of your company for a long time? That's a big ask, and it's a new regime. I trust a Triple H and Shawn Michaels and Nick Khan to properly make it known that this is our first big, massive international signing mm-hmm. in the TKO era, the biggest star in New Japan history, blah, 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 blah. And also, yeah, we're going to start doing mad shows in Japan like once a year. Like they're already expanding all these PLEs to, uh, you know, I think maybe the big fours probably get the United States. But I think if you left it up to WWE, they'd want to be in a different continent every premium live event. And what better way to go into the Japan market for the, one of those premium live events than signing Okada? You know, so who knows? Yep, it's true. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, speaking, well, another free agency news. Mm. Tony Khan has a big announcement coming up. He announced oh, that uh, he announced that that he's got a that next week on Dynamite. Tony Khan will be making a huge announcement. Now, it might seem like it's been a while since one of Tony Khan's, Khan's big announcements, and it has been the last one, the last official Tony Khan big announcement was uh, November 1st, 2023. That was the all-in 24 on sale date. Um, and by the way, I'm indebted to Anthony D 1987 on Reddit for com- for putting together this whole list. Uh, prior to that, it was May 17th, collision starting in June. April 26th was the Owen Hart tournament. April 5th was, Wimb- was the first all-in announcement at Wembley. Uh, February 22nd was uh, all access. September 7th, 22 was vacating the world in trios titles. This is going way back. Uh, April 20, <laughs> April 20, April 22, Forbidden Door. March 22, Ring of Honor purchase. Um, it goes back and back and back. Uh, now, according to Sean Rossap, the announcement... Now, let me make sure this is a, a real Sean Rossap tweet and I didn't get, you know, uh, blue, blue check faked out or whatever. But he said something along the lines of... He has it under authority that the big announcement isn't the signings of Okada or Mercedes Monet. Okay. Well, then I take all that back. But it does seem that, but but the conventional wisdom is that Mercedes Monet has signed with AEW. There was even someone that went as far to say that she was going to, that they were going to announce her signing on Saturday. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I found the tweet. Yeah, I found the tweet. Let me make sure. So I'm perfectly clear. He said he was told there was no plan to announce Okada or Mercedes on Collision. So it wasn't about... So is the announcement, is the Tony Khan announcement on Collision? I thought it was on Dynamite, but I could be totally... I thought it was on Dynamite. Yeah, I thought it was, but... Well, regardless, there was was one person went so far as to say that that they were going to announce Mercedes on Collision last week. Uh, or, or, or presumably to take some thunder away from the Royal Rumble, um, mm-hmm. but decided that with all the Vince McMahon like hor- horrific news dropping, that they would just get out of that news cycle, um, which yeah. was a smart move. Um, but there was somebody today that said, you know, who knows? Maybe Mercedes is back in talks with WWE. We don't even know. You know, like there's there, there's there's a lot of misinformation out there. Now she could do a lot. She could do wonders. In AEW, that would be a great get for them uh, if Tony Khan really committed to his women's division and division, not just like a top storyline. And uh, potentially, she could be she'd be better off there than WWE. Also, she's got a little bit more time left, and you know, she could work in AEW for two years and three years, four years. And yeah, Mercedes just turned thirty. <laughs> I think she's just turned, she's still super young. Yeah. So. Uh, who knows? Although if you're, you know, you know, you know how WWE, you know, there was, there was this sort of theory that I totally buy into that the, that the Shinsuke Nakamura push, you know, was in, at least in some part, part of the Sino Kata marketing strategy, right? Like, look, like we do, like we do put Japanese superstars at the top of the card in our new regime, like whatever. If that's to be, if that's to be believed, and if you're trying to re-sign Sasha Banks, aka Mercedes Monet, you could do a lot worse than putting than having Bailey win the Royal Rumble, right? If you're <laughs> trying to if you're if you're trying to change somebody's mind at the last minute, just like how do I know things have changed? Well, mm. your best friend is going to WrestleMania main event. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I I don't think anybody knows anything. Which is great, which is how it should be. We should all be surprised when these things sort of happen. But I do believe when it comes to doing things differently, doing things that make some change in WWE to convince other free agents that this isn't a specifically McMahon-led WWE anymore and all the stuff that made you feel like, "Uh, I don't know if I want to go... Do perform my craft for the biggest audience in the world, the biggest company I can do this at for very specific reasons. Mm-hmm. And those reasons have been answered, right? Like if I'm not on the, if I'm on the outside looking in and I'm worried about how a star like Okada, who has made it very clear why he hated his run in impact because of how he was booked and uh, made peace with that. Um, and has built himself into a massive star. Yeah, I'm yep. sure I would talk to Shinsuke Nakamura and say, "Well, how they treat you over here?" If I, we all know Sasha and Bailey, Mercedes and Bailey uh, are as thick as thieves, we know how close they are. And mm-hmm. given everything that's been happening and been building up with Damage Control, with WrestleMania this year, just with the story of Bailey and Mercedes yep. dating back to NXT. It would be good business sense for you, Mercedes, to come and rekindle or rehash the greatest rivalry, the rivalry that put you on the map. That put both of y'all on the map, honestly. Like, y'all are wrestling soulmates. There are, you know. But, you know, I, I, I do think as far as the women's division is concerned in AEW, they have done a really good job of reestablishing the the importance of it. I think the Tony Storm stuff has been extremely sure. entertaining and fun. Um, Diana May, already making a big difference. Mariah May is yeah. a good, yeah, it's great. I mean, they, I'm, a, it, I'm, uh, I'm big on uh, Julia Hart as well. Like they, uh, Queen Thunder Rose is coming back. Uh, Serena Deeb. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot they, of talent they, over there. There are some, there are some hitters over there, man. Like, so I, I can't front like, Going to AEW would be a bad look for Mercedes because they really have, you know, sort of reshuffled the decks as far as the women's division is concerned. And I think a star of her caliber would help immensely. I think it would help more than Okada would. But, you know, uh, as a as somebody who's seen, I think that's true. I think that she I think that she would be I think she would help AEW more than Okada. 
Oh, it's, absolutely. Like, well, with, without okay. even a question. Well, okay. I guess here's here would be the argument against it. Mm. The ticket sales have been really lackluster, and there's a lot of reasons for, for this. Oh. They're going to towns too soon after WWE's been in the same town, so obviously ticket buyers are making choices, and you know they've or, already spent their money on WWE. Their ticket prices, this has been discussed ad nauseum, are just totally out of whack. You know, they're like they're they're, they're super expensive. In some cases, more expensive than WWE by a lot, and then they ha- but everybody knows that they mark them down like crazy the day of the show. So like even diehard fans are waiting, but by then they're like reconstructing the set that you know the set layout and stuff. And there's been a, there's a million. There's a there's a there's a lot of problems, but they have the but they've shown the potential to draw much bigger crowds than that. So they have that right. o- that potential audience, and Okada could be the sort of guy that speaks to that audience, right? I mean, two thousand tickets for last night's Dynamite. Uh, well, this was I mean that's what Alvarez was talking about. I don't know how many they actually sold. It's presumably a significantly higher figure, but that was based on pre-sale. And and you look at the card, there wasn't much on there unless you like desperately wanted to see. Moxley, Jeff Hardy, which was a fine match. You know, there, there just wasn't a lot announced, you know? And, and well, you know, their pay-per-views do? do really well. The pay-per-views do well crowd-wise. Um, mm-hmm. They've shown the ability to draw in big markets. And on top of that, like, I don't think people really, you know, they don't factor in that the places that they go aren't necessarily massive markets anyway, right? Like they go to like the B or C town of a major state and you know, the the tickets they draw, the tickets they draw when they go to New York, when they go to LA, when they go to Chicago, they do well. When they go to Atlanta, they do well. Um, But again, that's what makes the free agent talk about these two. So interesting. One I think an elephant in the room that should sort of be addressed as well as far as Mercedes impact. I do think, yes, she absolutely makes a difference, but you are absolutely leaving a ton of money on the table, not being able to use the name Sasha Banks. Everyone knows who Sasha Banks is. <laughs> like mm-hmm. That is a strong IP in, in WWE. And they have had that shit on ice for a couple of years. And one could only imagine not just the merchandise, but you know, the amount of back catalog and all this other stuff that you can sort of rerun as Sasha Banks. Once again, you don't necessarily have that ability as Mercedes Monet in AEW on American Mm -hmm. television. So it's, it's, it's a lot to consider, man. It's not just that, Hey, I'm going to have better matches here. Like there's, there's a lot more things that happen after the matches are done, that kind of takes into account why someone would want to sign somewhere. So yeah, it's true. not just the open and shut case on any of these companies where they signed to. Yeah, it's totally true. Um, why do you want to? I mean, so so well, we'll see what Tony's big announcement is, but uh, maybe it's for another big event. That does seem to be the trend in Tony Khan's uh, major announcements. Um, what else happened last night? Oh, the uh, uh, the CMLL run in the CMLL takeover. Did you enjoy that with the with the the four luchadors that came in and beat up uh, Moxley after his match? I thought it was it was great. cool. It was cool. I like the I like the uh, I like the post match shot that uh, Moxley took, saying like, "Oh, you think we're just a lazy Americans? That's the other show. This is the Blackpool yeah. Combat Club. We're the elite of the elite, and they 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 are. They're not necessarily." Yeah, they were on the other show too, but like they are the workers' workers. They are the guys that you want to see wrestle any style with anybody mm-hmm. around the world. So, um, yeah, I'm interested in it, man. Like, I, I love yeah. that they're kind of going on this tour. Of, they just did New Japan, banged it out. They kind of teased going to Mexico and and doing it with CMLL. I kind of like. I dig that. I dig the, the sort of where you show up to your territory and fuck shit up sort of thing that Blackpool Combat Club is on uh, currently. So uh, I thought it was, I thought it was a cool moment in the beginning of something really dope. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Um, the, uh, the, the wrestlers that we got were um, Mystico, formerly Sin Cara, Volador Jr., mm-hmm. Mascata Dorado, who's a stud and uh Hichikaro, who's fighting. Uh, did I say that right? Regardless, he's fighting Danielson <laughs> uh, on rampage. Uh, there is, I mean, there's a lot of talent there. And I think it's, I, I like how seriously they treated them. Um, maybe they should have been the masked people who took out MJF. <laughs> who knows? Uh, 
what else do we got? What else is going on this week? Oh, do you want to talk about Larry David and his and his offensive anti wrestling comments? Let's talk about. I didn't. I, I, I actually found it as one of the highest honors to have something that Larry David doesn't like. <laughs> yeah, right. Bigger than that. Yeah, I think like, it's, I it's kind of a non. It's kind of a non story. Uh, yeah. It was just like wrestling. It's like it's fake. But and the you know you might think it was real, but the fan. This is on Bill Simmons or Boss's podcast. Yeah. Said, oh, but the fans, the people watching it think it's real. They don't think it's real. Man. I mean, there are people, real, there are Larry. certainly people who think it's real. Maybe they might enjoy it more than the rest of us. I, I um, know he knows that. You know what? You know how how dope that 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 pod was. It was so good. Like I like I saw like the Kirby enthusiasm episode like just forming in my head as he was talking mm-hmm. about. Oh no, they think it's real. These people, do you see them? They're crazy. They think it's real. And then Bill's like, no, I don't think Roman Reigns is, you know, uh, living and dying with every win and loss. Like he very perfectly explained how it's performance art and it could be very interesting. And, you know, that is a, uh, listen, I'm a big Herb fan. I'm an even bigger Larry David fan. Uh huh. There is no higher honor than being something that he doesn't like. <laughs> I, I think that's probably the best take. That's probably the best take. I mean, listen. There are the, the, not only were there. I mean, a lot of people do. There are certainly wrestling fans who think it's real, right? Whatever. No. But like as I wrote in my book, years like almost a decade ago at this point, as many people have pointed out, there there's like stone cold evidence that wrestling fans knew it was fake. Like in 1900, right? There was, <laughs> they always could tell it was a put on, yeah. and that's the way that a lot of fans have always watched it. Um, especially well, they say the, the quiet part era. out loud when they say that. The quiet part out loud is. It's not that they, it's not that Larry David and people who think like him think wrestling's fake. Is that Larry David himself probably thought it was real? That's what he said and until then, I figured it out, <laughs> and then I stopped watching. Well, guess what? Somebody yeah. figured it out, and we kept watching. That made it even better, you know. I mean, made it more. I talked about this in the book of wrestling, the first episode of it, the podcast <laughs> that did that, that. I mean, we all have heard, you know, it's fake, right? We, we like we people always used to say, you know, it's fake, don't you? And you're like, yes, of course, we know it's fake. Why don't you Bro. know that it's fake? Like, why didn't you know that it was fake? Why does that offend you so much? Um, yeah, it's just, it's so self-evident. But it is true. I mean, Larry David's 70-something years old that, like, up until the 90s, <laughs> the vast, not people, wrestling fans, I'm not going to say up until, you think I'm going to say up until the 90s, wrestling fans thought it was real. They did not. Up until the 90s, that was the prevailing, I think Trevor Dame tweeted this, that was the prevailing point of view. It's totally true. Everybody would have said that about wrestling. So the fact that a 70-year-old man is saying that about wrestling should not be shocking. And you're right. Larry this David like has a lot perfect, of outmoded ideas. This is the perfect like Venn diagram of my interests. Like, There's nothing more that I want to see right now than Larry. Like, I could have listened to Larry David explain why he doesn't like wrestling for an hour. And, and it would be the mm-hmm. most entertaining. And as somebody who absolutely loves and adores the world of professional wrestling, that would be that would be my Roman Empire. Just hearing Larry David just talking about yep. how much he does not like pro wrestling and how much uh, we're crazy for thinking it's real or not, and just ah, just the 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 scoffs that he had at Bill Simmons mm-hmm. was just like, oh man, can we so just? Great. Can we just fire up the cameras, so HBO, and just make this a show? <laughs> it is. So can we great. can we bring him to to Philly this year? Do you think he'd come? You think we could talk uh, him into it? Maybe it's a good it's a good question. <laughs> Put him in the front it, row. Man. Put him in the front row. Just have him be like doing this, holding you know, waving his hands I'm in sure, the air. I think I'm sure he knows Ari Manuel and all these guys. Like, there's gonna be this is probably like the long. We'll talk about some long term booking. A positive. I'm sure he's cool, with Ari Manuel. I'm sure he's cool with the Rock and all these people. We got to get Larry David out of front row at WrestleMania. We got to get him somewhere, it. bro. Let's let's make this happen and just have a Larry Cam on his into all of his reactions, just watching what happens, and it would be so infinitely entertaining. As much as he will talk shit about it, I I, I would. There's nothing more that I'd want to see than that. <laughs> yeah. Um. What else should we talk about? Uh, next year, uh, Vengeance Day is this weekend. Oh yeah, we can talk about Vengeance Day first. I want to talk about Cody and Seth. I mean, Cody and um, Seth uh, and CM Punk. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of big faces on Monday Night Raw. You alluded to it a little bit earlier. Punk's officially done. Mm-hmm. Um, gave Cody a nice hug afterwards backstage. Punk's all tearing up and stuff. Pretty impressive. Um, you know, you talked about Seth and Cody 
facing off in the ring and Seth actually making the case like, I want you to fight me. How often do you hear that for a Royal Rumble winner? Um, or directed a Royal Rumble winner. Someone took a great screen grab and put it online of, of Cody in the ring when he walked out there when he was alone in the ring at the beginning and and um, all the signs that were in the background behind him. Did you see this? No, there's I didn't a, see it. Like, I mean, you saw it on TV, but it, like someone took a picture at one time. There were signs that said, do it for Dusty. No excuses. Finish it. No excuses. Finish your story. That's one sign. Uh, mm -hmm. but it's a Cody Rhodes, like with a picture of Cody Rhodes on it. One that says ninth inning loading, and then one that says every nightmare begins with a dream, which I'm not quite Ooh. sure about the the scientific uh, truth behind that. But still, I was about to say cool. like that's not that's exactly not how it works. <laughs> but I get the I got the gist. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean it, the crowd just loves Cody Rhodes, man. I mean this is th this is actually working. And even though I know you don't really believe that having him lose last year was the right decision. That looks like that that hot that hot take by you is actually bearing some fruit. <laughs> um, He's ready, yeah, that, man. He is so ready to be. Okay, so we're going to be spending the next couple of weeks predicting what the matches of WrestleMania 40 are going to be. Yes, I want you to predict for me the main event of WrestleMania 41. See, I'm pumped for Cody two. Rhodes for the World Heavyweight Championship for the for the WWE Championship. Done. I mean, obviously. I mean, I think it's right there in front of you. Um, I mean, call it perfect. Call it perfect uh, coincidence. Call it my little untrusting voice in my head that thinks every injury has somehow worked a little bit. <laughs> but I do think Cody and CM Punk's promo laid the groundwork for WrestleMania 41 next year, even though it sucks that he got hurt this year and it sucks that he got injured and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Like when Cody wins the world championship, he's going to need, I believe, a definitive championship victory at WrestleMania. Like he can't win this year and then go into next year and lose <laughs> like the world title or be challenging for the world championship. I'm a very big believer in as if you're going to build Cody up this much to be this record breaking well, the person who breaks the world record, the WWE record longest championship of the modern era in Roman Reigns, I think that next WrestleMania, he has to go in as champion and he has to win. And CM Punk is like the absolute perfect guy to be the dude that he beats. And I think in the promo that he talked about leading up to it, you know, CM Punk said, I didn't come all this way to lose to Dusty's kid. Now he can really come all this way to lose to Dusty's kid <laughs> about 40 at WrestleMania 41, right? Like it's never been about winning the main event for CM Punk. It's just about being the main event and the story and Punk's story about looking out for Cody in his, in his younger days and sort of being his protector in OVW and, and kind of helping raising him and the AEW of it all. They didn't even get to scratch the surface of it because of this injury. You got a little taste of it at that promo, but you didn't even get to scratch the surface of it. So it's like that is that it, you, you you put Cody over at forty. You give me Punk and Cody for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania forty one, and you have Cody go over. That is what? it. But what about Okada? What about Drew McIntyre, <laughs> who's going to be Punk's first opponent? What about Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns. I mean, ah, man. I think we'll all get there when we get there. I think, well, well, here's the thing, right? This is the, this is what people don't understand what's been so good about having Roman Reigns as champion. You never have to think about what the main event is. You never mm -hmm. have to think about what the last match is. No matter what, you know, Roman's going on last, unless it's the Royal Rumble, obviously, for obvious reasons. When you have Cody has to be so undeniable by next year. That he's the main event mm -hmm. and it's and and Roman isn't. And it would What's prove, left for Roman? If he does if he loses to Cody at WrestleMania this year. I don't think Roman's wrestled his last WrestleMania. If, if no, no, I don't no no, I agree. And if he fights the rock, according to your theory, at some non WrestleMania special event, mm -hmm. then what's left for him after that? Like what would be if you if you were tasked with coming up with a bigger match? Then Rock, then Roman Cody two, and and Rocky Roman one. What would you do? I mean, there's opportunity for Rocky Roman two, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, 
Cody Man. Rock, is Cody Roman three. Cody the rubber match for Cody Cody Roman three could definitely be on the table. Um, Rock uh, Roman Seth. Just this one's for all the marbles. Roman Seth is still out there, man. I still believe. I mean, hell. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I got still one believe you. there's... What's up? Roman versus Charlotte Flair. <laughs> <laughs> do what's never oh, been done, man. really. Who's, who's going over? Nobody, nobody. The match would... No, this is definitely a 30-minute draw, though, right? Like, nobody yeah. loses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know what's left for Roman after this, man. Obviously, I no, think it's be, that'll be the fun track. of the journey, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I, by this time, by, by WrestleMania 41, they better have somebody ready to, to rock with him because I think Cody will have his dance part, unless it's Cody Roman 3 for the, for, for the rubber match. They better have somebody Roman level to go up with him without involving a championship and still have it be interesting or else... That's uh, a bit of a, it's a bit of a, a failure to to build other people, but I think they got plenty of they got plenty of candidates to do that. Jey Uso, Drew, obviously, um, man, uh, Sami Zayn, it, it will always be interesting with the Roman story. Like, there's lots of folks I think that could get up to the level where a match with him. What at about your guy Gunther? You wanted him to win the Royal Rumble. Gunther could be up there as well. I got I mean, th- like, to. I, I I almost said this on Monday or on yeah Monday, and and I don't think I actually said it fully. Mm-hmm. It was with the whole finish the story thing. Everybody, I mean, this is just wrestling one hundred and one to some extent, but everybody's got a story, and not just the story on the screen, but the sort of meta story that we to make us care about them. In a lot of ways, Gunther's sort of missing that. You know, like because he's the final all, boss. He is. I mean, <laughs> he's the final boss, but like, like. If if he's wrestling, if he if it were him versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, and you're mm. sitting down for WrestleMania, say you're watching at home and you're sitting down with a bunch of friends who don't really always keep up with wrestling, they're like, well, "Who is this guy?" I mean, you could obviously point at him and say, "Look at this guy, he's awesome." But like, why do I care about this guy? Explain it to your wife. You know, if I if I care if I explain what's Gunther's importance. You're going to be talking uh, about his weight loss journey within like 15 seconds. And I'm telling you, that's wonderful, <laughs> but it's not part, but that's not the answer that we're looking for. If I was, if I was WWE, by the time you get the title off of Roman, you need to start talking about Gunther's win loss record in WWE history. I, I, I don't have it in front of me. I think he might have, I, I might only need one hand to count how many people he lost to on WWE television since he's debuted. Pete Dunn, Dragonoff. That's it. I think <laughs> like, I'm probably missing a guy or two, but like you could probably count on one hand how many people he's lost to in his entire career. I think if you're coming into WWE about having these records and numbers and all this type of stuff, you got to start getting that data together and start seeing who's had the greatest win percentage in WWE history. And that's going through story now. Not only is he a champion, not only does he win, but he's came in as a winner. Like he, he, he just has been un- even since NXT, he's been damn near unbeatable, and you have to make that as important. Hell, you could even you could you could go as far as saying as dominant as Roman Reigns has been. This is somebody who's been just as dominant throughout the same time. And oh yeah, by the way, he's only lost to like four people ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, I think I think you got to start juicing those numbers up and and show just how dominant and how much right. of a winning straight up matter sacred. I think at the end of the day though, it's like been. every wrestler needs to like quit and go work for somebody else or walk out or have a backstage fight or something for us <laughs> to truly care about them. True. That's very which is, true. Which is sort of a nightmare, but you see what I'm getting at, you know, I don't know. someone's got to be screwed over. His win loss record is great, but you know, what's more compelling Seth's argument that he always gets that he never gets the opportunity to shine before he was champion, right? That he's a champion mm. and waiting. You know, like it's those are the things that keep the fans like us really interested. True. I don't True. know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, Gunther's no, no. not far away. He's not a million miles away. But you know, um, okay. Well, next uh, next week on Monday, we're going to really, really book WrestleMania. Uh, Oof, let's do Vengeance let's do Day it. before we get out of here. Okay. Get to it. First of all, this name—I've seen. I said this before, uh, but this, this event is named ironically, right? <laughs> I mean, Vengeance Day. 
like that even the day is really small like I, I don't i don't know just such a silly name for a thing the finals of the dusty classic baron corbin and braun breaker versus carmelo and trick um judging by baron by by braun's sudden uh uh placement on the main roster we don't know it's official but it does seem like that's the thing i'm feeling like carmelo that Melo and trick are going to win this hmm. but who knows what do you think um, I'm agreeing with you. I think Melo and Trick win this. I think, uh, you know, Baron is in there. You got three red hot NXT talents. And unfortunately, one of those guys, I think, is able to eat a pin. <laughs> and his name is yeah. Baron Corbin. Uh, Braun Breaker is getting ready to take off uh, to do some incredible things, I believe. The Melo and Trick story still has a lot of layers to talk about. Trick pulling um, double duty, by the way, fighting Dragon off for the title. And he's pulling double duty. That so you I, would you think know, that so. they would lose because he, you know, is saving, holding some in reserve, or maybe they'll have that match first and the tag match later, and he'll be tired, mm. and whatever. Well, um, I think there's a and, it's I, a great and, and normally way to, I would say Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin have such incredible chemistry that like that you can tell their story better with 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 them winning and Mellow and Trick. You can tell the story regardless. It's maybe even better with them losing. So maybe Corbin and Breaker will win. But I think I just think plans might be in flux if Braun Breaker is going to get that really going to get the Brock the Brock Lesnar spot on the main roster for mm. WrestleMania season. We'll see. Lyra Valkyria versus Roxanne Perez. They have formed mentioned Roxanne Perez for the women's title. Um, I don't see the title changing hands. Uh, Roxanne Perez would be a good person to take it. Uh, I. I I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Akira here. I mean, I just don't see it. I just don't see her losing. Um, I don't know, man. I, 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 I think I think the the title run would be a little short. But who knows? I think I think Roxanne Perez is as good as she is. I don't think they're ready to. I don't think she's ready to leave NXT. I think she's one of those uh, those foundational pieces in the company. And I think you established the foundational pieces in the company by having them have championship runs, multiple. Uh, I think Roxanne Perez wins, man. I think she, I think she, she takes it off of her, and then you know we get to stand and deliver, and maybe we get a triple threat with her and tri- tri- Tiffany Stratton as well, and her in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I believe, yeah, I just get that feeling. I, I think I got Roxanne Perez winning this, taking the title back. All right. Uh, I, I would not be mad at that. It just feels like more of a period of establishing Lyra, but we'll see. Um, the sainted Obafemi versus Dragon Lee return match for the NXT North American Championship. Again, seems like you got to go with Femi on this just because he just won, but it could go either way. This could really go either way. I mean, Dragon Lee's obviously got uh, some got some business on the main roster as well. Uh, and it, it, it seems like the conventional wisdom would be for Femi to retain uh, and let Dragon go his own way, but they could drag this out for another couple of months. You know, they, they could make could. this part of Oba Femi's story that he has to overcome something again. I mean, there's a there's a lot of ways to tell this story. Um, I think Femi is the safe choice. I'm gonna go with Dragon Lee. I'm going Oba Femi on this one. Uh, Dragon Lee is going to be doing incredible stuff, uh, but man, I don't think you pull the trigger on somebody to win your your mid level title this quickly with plans of taking it off of him this quickly as well, especially when they're built as an unstoppable monster um, against the Luchador. I think, I think it's a much more, I think it's a, this is her, this is going to be a uh, Obafemi sort of like earning his stripes as a guy who can really go, uh, or at least prove he can really go uh, for the next couple of months. Dragon off versus Trick. Any way Trick takes this? Is this the moment that Trick's crazy response has been leading to? Man, uh, I think it would make sense for Trick to win the NXT Championship, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Doing pulling double duty, I think something's going to happen. It, it's it, it's it is ripe for chicanery and fuckery. So I think Dragonoff retains. Now I kind of want to just pick all three title changes. <laughs> I'm going to go with Trick on this one. I'll stick with Lyra, but I'm going to go with Trick. We also got Dijak versus Gacy, the family versus OTM. Uh, you know, uh, we don't need to do picks on those, but we will talk about all these great matches on Monday. 
Um, do we miss anything? Kerm, Ben, we forgetting anything tonight, today? Kevin Owens worked the match against Logan Paul with a fractured foot. Did you see that news? Legend. <laughs> Did not see that news, though. There hasn't been a lot of new news on the Vince McMahon front. Um, I'm sure we'll talk more about it on Monday. There might be new, more news out by then. Um, Monday's seems to be our sort of serious show day by default right now. Although there is <laughs> semi-related. Um, it, it looks like there have been a lot of rumors that Brock Lesnar is uh probably gonna be gone forever for a while if not i mean everybody seems to find their way back but his his uh appearance in that story i don't think did him any i mean i think this he's sort of blacklisted now i do know from an inside source that there was some brock let's keep this as vague as possible there was some some no, I'm not talking about in the ring. There was some, you know, there was some promotional materials being made for Brock that were just tossed in the ocean. Not literally, figuratively speaking. Um, but not like, hey, let's push pause on that. But more like, hey, we're never going to do that. Um, so I think that's probably true. Anyway, yeah. sorry, can't be more upfront than that. Um, anyway, I think that's about it. You want to get your plugs in? Uh, yeah, catch me on Count It, Fanatic Sportsbook. You can also catch me on, a, I'm doing a hit on SNY Sports Night. Tomorrow should be fun for the New York area. Uh, tune in on SNY at uh, 11 p.m. Ta- talking all things hoops, talking all things Knicks. And um, also catch me on uh, The Grio with Ebony K. Williams, February 5th, talking all things Super Bowl as well. Uh, but that's it for today, man. Uh, you can find me here. You can find me on the press box. Be sure to listen to all the great shows on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Mass Man Show. Cheap Pete and Wednesday Worldwide. Um, I think Rosenberg's got a good one set up for tomorrow, so tune in. Anyway, uh, thank you guys all for listening. Thank you to John Kerma with a special run-in producing this episode. Thank you to our EP Ben Cruz. Apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, Humanoids.